Joy to you, friends. I continue with the discussion of the chakras in the spine. On the, in the 14th verse or sloka of the um, first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Rishikesha, Krishna blew his panchajanya, om, and the united sound of all the chakras. Dhananjaya, Arjuna, sounded his devadatta, literally gift of the gods, or that which gives joy, the sound of a plucked string instrument in the Manipur chakra, and Vrikodara Bhima, of mighty deeds associated with the powerful vaya and, uh, or air, and one of the five primary elements, blew his great conch, Pandra, Pandra, producing the sound of a deep gong. Then Prince Yudhisthira, divine calmness, the son of Kunti, spiritual force, intense longing for God. All these different names in the Mahabharata have, have meanings. Blew his Anantavijaya, complete control over the inner prana, Nakula, the sacral or Swadhisthana, and Sahadev, the coccyx or the Muladhara. Blue, they respectively, they're Sagoshi, oh, I don't remember, I don't know how to pronounce these words, Sagosha, a flute sound, like that which Krishna as a boy played in Gokula, and Manipushpaka, a bu deep buzzing sound like a bumblebee. Then the king of Kashi, the northward or upward flowing discrimination, excellent archer, archer, Sikandi, the will and the understanding to perform only good, elevating actions, and for this reason a mighty mighty charioteer, controller of the five senses, Rishadumna, the calm inner light or the intuitive sense of its hidden presence, Vitata, literally majestic, a sense of oneness with the spirit, and invincible satyaki, truthfulness, and it goes on. But let me talk about these first. I discussed the different chakras in the spine, but there are other qualities, and all of them have their own particular vibration. The northward tendency to flow, uh, the king of Kashi, that is, that tendency of ours to flow northward, we should try to get into that frame of mind Mind you, to learn a divine lesson is not a matter of putting bits and pieces together like a jigsaw puzzle. This is how the intellect works. It takes facts and facts and tries to put them together and from this to arrive at some conclusion. It's like the philosophy of Hegel, where you have uh, action and reaction and uh, um, the resolution of that. I'm forgetting at the moment the words that are used here. But the point is that you must go beyond all the intellect and its ability to put things together into a flow. And getting into that flow, once you're in it, you don't have to, you know, Jesus said, it's a very interesting thing. He said, suffer little children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of God. The little children, uh, little children have various qualities. They're childish, they're silly, they get all upset over nothing. But they have this, this ability that grown-ups lose. They don't judge. They accept things as they are. They try to figure them out maybe afterwards, but they accept. And they don't come with prejudgment. They take you as they see you. And this is what, what we must understand, that God himself is. He's a flow. There's no 
thinking it through, oh, this is wrong, that's right, this is what should be done, this is not what should be done. If you get into the divine flow, this is an interesting thing that I've learned in my life in any creative act. I don't have to put things together. Like that book that I wrote, Cities of Light, in four days. I didn't do it by my brain. Had I been reasoning it out, I could never have done it in that length of time. Moreover, I'm not so sure I could have done nearly such a good job. I've just let the flow get, I just get myself in tune with that flow. And when I wanted to write, for example, I wanted to write a, a melody on, Cop, on uh, Pompeii, you know, the village, the town that was destroyed by Vesuvius many centuries ago. And I was thinking, what do I want this melody to say? Well, tragedy, obviously, but not too great a tragedy. After all, 2,000 years have passed, and it's sort of mitigated by now. One hopes that whatever sin was, sins drew that uh, terrible experience may have been paid off by now. Uh, sorrow, yes, but after all, how long can you weep? Uh, we can't have it too sorrowful. And I had four or so things that I wanted the song actually to say. Then I just, I didn't think it through further than that. I said, well, God, give me a melody that says that. And the melody came immediately. And if I sing it to you, I don't think it'll convey the meaning because it's better on instruments, but it, la, 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 la. The, the song itself had that vibration to it. And I wasn't in that mood myself. You don't have to get your ego plunged into the things that you're trying to create. The very next melody, I wanted to do a song about Naples, and I wanted a tarantella. So that instantly that melody came, just a moment after I'd done the first one. La 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 la. Then the next one was the cloisters. And uh, that was because I was, I was doing this with a slideshow, and there were some cloisters there that I wanted to show. So I wanted to show the, the uh, cloisters, and I wanted to have a sort of a monastic feeling. So I began with a uh, sort of Gregorian style of chanting. Long I've called you, my Lord, long I've called you. Many years I have longed for your sight. Then I thought it was time to get beyond that. So you have to work with this creative flow. But I thought, now we want to get out of that box of the Gregorian chant. <clears throat> so the words that came to me, I didn't create them, but they were there with that thought of the need. Bathe the darkness with tears of devotion. That tears is not Gregorian. It's breaking out of that box, you might say. Bathe the darkness with tears of devotion. Offered candles in prayer to your light. Now, modern... Uh, musical idiom would say, la, 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 la. The words were, how much longer, Lord? how much longer, Lord? No, I had to restrain that. It would have gotten away from the devotional feeling. So I held back the reins of the horses then. But the mood was still coming through me. The music was coming through me. But I said, how much longer, Lord, must I cry your name? So that tying it, pulling it in, Lord, instead of lawn, how much longer, Lord, must I cry your name? Then I didn't want it to end the way music classically does on the tonic note. I am yours, ever yours, will you come? That would be normal and 
the authorities will always tell you you should end a note, end a song on the tonic. Well, it didn't work here. I wanted to go off into infinity. So I said, I am yours, ever yours. Will you come? So the whole song is, Long I've called you, my Lord. Long I've called you. Many years I have longed for your sight. Bathe the darkness with tears of devotion. Offered candles in prayer to your light. How much longer, friend, must I cry your name? I am yours. Ever yours, will you come? And so when you get into that flow, things will happen through you. You don't have to work for it. And I put it all together, it would have been altogether different. But when you go with the vibrations of these different qualities, get into the vibration of nobility, get into the vibration of this northward moving uh, energy, it's a vibration. Get into the thought of being good and pure and holy and kind and forgiving and loving. It's not a question I've got to give this blasted little braddock piece of candy. Just feel kindness, feel love, feel forgiveness, and you'll just automatically express it to everybody. You can't do otherwise. If you are in the vibration of the divine, the divine will work through you. Joy to you.